So we, we do what we do very rarely, but when it happens, it means it's a pretty big episode is the music starts. We're doing a pre-montage. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Are you warm? I don't know if I'm warm. That's a great question because I'm either warm or cold or somewhere in the middle. I don't really know. Stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you. You're in the middle. It's okay to be in the middle, right? I, like just, the middle. I love the middle. I mean, we just talked about how <laughs> uh, we're not going to tell everyone what room you're actually in. Yeah. And certainly the peeps kind of know that I'm in Western Canada and this is my yeah. studio with the nice 1970s back wall wood. Yep. But you never know, Theo, with the weather. Is it going to be cold, warm, or medium? So a lot of people talk about the weather. I always used to think that when people spoke about the weather, yeah, that they had nothing to speak about. But I got to <laughs> tell you, the weather's pretty interesting. Like <laughs> Megan, Megan loves the weather. Mother, Mother Nature has been pissed off for a long time. So she's now saying, hey, I'm fucking interesting. Pay attention or you're all going to be fucking dead. Yeah. That's what's going on. Now. I find myself like when I get on calls, like especially if it's like a group call or whatever, I'll be like, hey, how is it where you are? I don't know why that's one of the first things I lead with, but I'm curious. Like, oh, is it nice? Is it? I mean, right? Sure. Do you talk about the weather a lot? Um, yeah, I'm from Saskatchewan. I mean, that's what we do. That's you pop out of your mama with hockey skates on going, what's the temperature outside? What's the temperature? Are we skating today, mom? Mom, are we going outside? Mitts? No mitts? What's going on, mom? The toque? It's all about the weather, Theo. Every farmer I've ever known, God bless Uncle Mort. He's still around out there in bigger Saskatchewan. Yeah, it was it was pretty chilly today, eh? Holy shit, the wind was snapping right through your nostrils. Right through. <laughs> and I just, I listen and I listen. I go, thank God I don't live there anymore. Oh, Wait, it's crazy. She's like following the Doppler. Like she's on it at all times. She's like in it. She'll be like, hey, by the way, just so you know, next Wednesday, it's going to be like. Meg's the new weather person. I love it. Oh, she loves it. She's addicted to the weather. And uh, and I guess with now with us growing, you know, all our own food, a lot of our own food, that's become because we've been getting so much frost here that I'm, uh -uh. Just, I'm covering up food. I literally have to put these warm things over it that we had to buy. I got to cover up all the faucets. We got to drip stuff because, you know, Texas isn't used to this stuff. right? No. So we're not we're not like where you are. I mean, it gets it gets to 15. I told you the other day, 18. We're in like it's chaos mode here. Did the did the power grid survive this year so far? Are we OK? Hey, we're also you know me. I got the solar roof, the Tesla solar roof. You can do what you want. I'm good. I'm not going. Anywhere. Uh, I love that roof, man. Holy yeah, I'm good. But yeah, the weather. I used to think that people who spoke about the weather had nothing else to speak about. And now I found that it's what I speak about. <laughs> so either I've gotten older you're wearing Crocs and you're talking about the weather. What has happened with you? Crocs and weather and a toque. Because <laughs> I'm freezing all the time. And but speaking funny. of, yeah. uh, you know, listen, I got to tell you, I, I want to I say something before we get into this episode. I'll let you say sure. the title. Um, one of the best lines ever written in, 
in our series is in this episode. I'm gonna no way, it. Jose. Yeah, I'm going to hold it till we get hold there. it. But also, and I'll point it out when we get there too. I don't know if it's because we've been doing this for a long time, or I don't. Fourteen know. years. We've been on this for fourteen yeah, years. I know. I find myself getting fucking bored sometimes when I'm watching it. Well, um, I don't know if that's well. Maybe it's true, but this one, this is one of those. You you said this years ago when we first started. This is a setup show. Yeah, this I'm is bored with this one. And and setup shows your little. Ooh. Yeah, because it's a setup show. Next week, I have a feeling number eleven. Next week is going to be oh. a fucking doozy. I can't wait because I found myself. I was watching it again. They're like seven hours long, and there was a point, and I know exactly when it was. <laughs> there was one point where it was just like this really quiet moment, which I don't usually mind, and I was like. I know exactly what's going to happen right now. And I haven't seen it. I was like, somebody's going to have to go somewhere. Somebody's going to get a phone call. Here we go. <laughs> Fuck. Hit, do something. Just do something. Right. And then. And, yeah. Right? And, and I got to tell you, right. Because there's a scene coming up where Tommy and I, Tommy Flanagan and Kim Coates were such bad behaved little actor boys. We were laughing so hard, not destroying the other acting that was around, but we couldn't go to be acting boys until it was hit your marks, fellas. Cause we were laughing so hard because there was nothing going on. And that's so hard. I'm so guilty of that on this show. When you get the laughs, when you get that giggle, right. Can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. It's impossible. And I am most guilty of that on this show. So so then because me, I laugh so hard. I start to cry. I'm now turning backwards to the camera. Yep. I have, I have tears coming down. So I, I choose because I have no lines. Yeah. I just turn around. Tommy and I in the scene is coming. We turn around as if we're looking at the ducks that are about to land. And I, and and I, I would look down sometimes because when I start to laugh so hard, I start to cry and my nose starts to run. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I got to look down. And then it looks stupid because you don't have any lines, but you're in the background. You're kind of like. <laughs> What are you we gave up on season six, baby. It was all hands on deck. It didn't matter what you did. It was. And this is this was the big problem with us all together when there was really only one person talking because we would find something stupid and funny. Somebody would say something. Then it would you couldn't stop. And then the no, no. Person, you you were famous for saying, are you going to do it like that? <laughs> I always did. No, no. If you did that to me, you got to slap. Did it to DL, he started to shake. Yeah. Bobby, he'd go. Well, how would you do it? Yeah. Like, and, but that was your go. Are you going to really do it like that? Yeah, and, there were two things I would say. I would always go. I would always to to get with people, to get in their heads and stuff, and really just make people laugh. I would always go. That was really good. Now, uh, do it again, but completely not like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I would say. So that's or uh, that started with what I used to do to Mona and everybody when they're young. Is they would show up and they'd be like, "Come on, let's go," and I'd be like. Is that what you're going to wear? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, uh, what's wrong with that? And I was like, no, 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 it's good. It's good for you. It's good for you. <laughs> oh, you had me in a tizzy back in 2020 when we started this, baby. You, you'd go, wait, do you have any light on your face? Yeah. Wait, are you going to wear that? Awesome. I mean, fine, but yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you on the run? 
Well, so tell us the tell us the name of the episode and what we're about to get into. Okay, so it's season six, episode ten. Wow. Wow. Uh, Hung Wu. Hung Wu. Hung Wu. It's a Mandarin Chinese word meaning um, left to return to unchecked growth, growing wild, growing wild. Now, I just kind of thought because it was Mandarin, I knew it was Chinese, and we have some Chinese gangs coming at Lin, Lin and his boys, even though Lin didn't make an appearance. And you got DL eating. Yeah, he got out of the car. He was in it for 14 minutes. Yeah, Lin? he got out of the car. At, at the, oh, and then he took off. Yep. After the gun started to yeah. come out. He did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, he had his, like, his lieutenant there running the, the big scene later. Yeah. Or his dad or something. Or, or his dad or his yeah. uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. His <laughs> uncle or something. But he, I remember he was on a show at that time. So he Who? The actor playing Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. So good. He was so good. So good. Yeah. He's on 911 now or something. Is he? Yeah. I kill him soon in the show. Do you? Yeah. I don't want to give it up, but who cares? But you just did. So yeah, great. I, I just. Okay, uh, hey, look at you. Little juice killer. Killer. Juice you little juicier killer boy. It's a good scene, too. You'll see when it comes up. Oh, I fucking think I remember it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he was in this for four seconds. Cool. But let's, um, let's get into it. it yeah. here, uh, I want to ask who directed it because um, I hadn't seen an opening like that ever. I think it was Billy. Let me just check. You see what he did with the camera? Billy Gerhardt. Yeah, you see what he did? Of course. Uh, Billy's, no. Billy's the fucking shogun with that camera. You see what Tell he did? This. No, what did he do? It started and Maggie's like up like we are now, kind of, you know, head to toe. And then as she wakes up, it turns and you realize she's on a bed. Oh, yeah. He did like a jar move, like a, a cool camera Billy, move. Billy loved that shit, man. He loved doing stuff like that. Well, he started off as a, as a cameraman. Yep. And, oh, hold on. Yeah. And uh, he, um, he's one of our favorites. He directed us in our CSI Miami episode together, which yeah. is hysterical. That's one of those ones that people. You so deserve to die in that water, in that pool. You yeah, so I looked like a crazy person on that show. I hate seeing pictures from it. I don't know what I was doing. I looked like an overweight Don Johnson, but not nearly as a handsome. <laughs> um, and uh, Walton Goggins was in it. He was your Goggins boy. was my partner in it. That was what Goggins taught me there, because you learn. I always say in my 20 something years in this business, I've learned more what not to do than what to do. But that was one of the opportunities where I learned what to do. He was the first actor that this is so weird, too, when you think about it. I don't even know what year that was. Maybe 2009. Yeah. Okay. So I've been working. I've been acting for nine years. And he was the first actor that showed me to do pre-stuff, meaning like way before rolling. Let's get into it. We were into it. So we'd be like improving the scene in the <clears> car <throat> and then it would be like rolling and we were in it and we were in it and he'd be like, hey, you ready? You ready? Yeah, we're going to get this motherfucker. We're going to do this. We're going to do and, and And action. And you're in it. And I was like, wow. It's the only way to go. It's the only way to go. So I've been doing that since him in Seattle, Miami. No one's ever done that with me. Wild. Only way to go. Only way to go. You know what it does too? Like yesterday or the day before, I'm I'm helping Brennan with an audition. It's a it's a big, beautiful, beautiful part. And there's a scene where she has a monologue. 
And she grabs a microphone. She's at a wedding and she grabs a microphone, takes a sip of tequila and goes on this rant. And it's hysterical and it's truthful and it's holy fuck. But Brenna, it starts off and it goes, so let me just all tell you something. Get your book. That's how it starts. Sure. Brenna started by going, no, I got that. I got that. Get, I got it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Take the mic. Like she's talking to someone who's not there. That's right. And then she does a little spin move and then she takes a sip of tequila. She goes, Ooh, you know, but the point is she added she, her stuff to bring realism. She added her stuff That's before it. she said so. That's it. And it, it just was riveting to watch. Oh, I love it. And and I gotta tell you, that that has been one of the more helpful things that's ever happened because now Oh, so come on, Theo. Yeah. And and that sorry to interrupt, but when you and I did that dog scene, we the whole night with Charles Barkley directing us, Paris, <laughs> you and I would make up shit. We had so much stuff. Sutter yeah. told me later that the whole show could have been about what you and I made up and that chain link fence, fence getting through oh, to the dogs. We didn't stop in that in the cab. We didn't, And you were like over the top and I go, bring it down. You go, what the fuck for? And then you bring it down and you go up. And we were just yelling and scream. It was hysterical. And, and, and that's what, and now like with a lot of young actors, that's, you know, I do that and more, right? Like, so where we're before it, I'll either like start to like pump them up, like where I'm like, Hey, yeah. don't worry about anybody. It's just me yeah. and you right now. Hey, we're here. Right. Yeah. You got it. You here? Don't worry about that. What do you want to do? Have fun. Right. Let's have fun. Like I'll get them going okay. or, yeah. or I'll give them that pre stuff because what you're trying to do is just get people out of their fucking heads. Like let go of whatever is going on. And none of that matters. All that matters yeah. is right here, right now. But yeah, that was a cool little thing. So point is Billy Gerhardt, Billy Gunn, Mr. Disney fucking greatest. Um, so good. Okay. So he, uh, he shoots this episode. It starts off with Maggie, uh, Tara yep. sleeping, big camera turn. Jax is there. Yeah. He wants distance, right? We're supposed to be. And then here we go in. And then he, say, he says, Sarah, Tara goes, what are you going to do? And Jax goes, I don't know. I can't see anymore. I, I just got to get some space, some distance before someone gets hurt. Before someone gets hurt. And when he says before someone gets hurt, cause you know, we, it's always fun until someone gets hurt, right? Mm-hmm. He said that it was pointed at her. I mean, yeah. someone's going to get hurt here, and he has to walk the fuck out of that kitchen. Ooh, boy. Yeah, and it's a lot to process for him. I, I don't want to. I'm not going to give this kid the Jack's character. Excuse me. Any any um leeway because every single thing that's been happened on this show is because of him and his failures. And and I'll go. That, you know, there's just so much you could lean on your, you know, that dad caused all these problems. You know, he he has to and and we'll go to what I'm what I mean about Tara. But Tara is in a really bad position. Right. So we we do what we do very rarely. But when it happens, it means it's a pretty big episode is the music starts. We're doing a pre montage. Which with our girl, Katie Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. It's Katie just Belting out the word. She's, She's belting. And the, belting. Boys, the boys are pretending to fix their bikes. TM yeah. is re- reopening. Yeah. Nero's back in business. I love, sorry, but I love when Nico puts up kaboom. Grand reopening, right? Like grand yeah, reopening. Kaboom. Because there was a big kaboom and we blew that whole fucking word. was actually, I didn't notice that. That's yeah. Kaboom. Right. We had a big bomb here that went off a few months ago. 
Uh, that's pretty good. I didn't even notice. That's really witty. That's Tony Medina. Shout that's out Tony Medina, Medina baby. Um, okay, TM's reopening. Nero's back in business. Jack's riding, and then Tara's being watched by West. Um, Clay's a mess in jail in the some padded room. Wendy's on the junk. Yeah, she sure is. Uh, the Irish are back. We see Galen and all them. Jax walks by that school. That's where the shooting happened, right? Yep, that's where the shooting happened. Jax went by there. Tara kind of breaks, goes into her office. Everything's taken down. Um, she breaks. She's trying to stay strong. And then Jax she is the fake blood. She sees the fake blood on the carpet. She's yep. breaking fucking down. She's breaking down, which is going to you know all play out at the end. And then then Jax is at church. He sees those two kids running, which I always said, always reminds him of him and Opie, right? Two yeah. young kids. Yeah. What it reminded me of is I attempted, I don't know the age, but obviously I was super young, probably younger than those guys, to be an altar boy once. I don't know if you know this. You did tell me this, yeah. Yeah, and I got caught eating the host just like they did. And was it Mona? Involved as well? Mona was not involved. They wouldn't let him in the church. Um, they, I tried. There's some free food in there. I'm sure. Yeah. Mona. <laughs> I was housing a bag of host in the back of the church. It was so delicious. And I didn't even think about it. Those kids were doing it in that scene. But I got fired before I did my first. Oh, time. you're out. Get out of here. They were like, you know, that's the body of Christ. And I said, whatever it is, it's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was out. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. So he sees those kids and then we cut to clay in the cell, which is nice to see Ron in the beginning of an episode, not just like, you know, on some side thing. And he's oh, talking Silver in Fox. Silver Fox is just not in any of these anymore. So he's when not. he is, it's just so nice. He's a total side character. He <laughs> really is. Had, had he, sorry, Theo, but had he signed on, to do Sons of Anarchy in season end of five, all of six. It would have been number 82 in the call sheet. Yeah. And we'll work around your schedule. That's what they always say. We'll work around you. And then yeah. he'd be busy and then he wouldn't even be in the show. And and worse, worse than that is the storyline's really not even that pivotal, right? It's like, oh, I think is he taking over the guns? Like, what's going on? Like you're like kind of lost. It it Gemma has no love for him. Like, it's almost like he didn't exist. It was just like, hey, you're, we can't hey, get rid of you fully yet because you're the number I'm, two character on the show. But let me just figure out a way to just marginalize you completely. I'm telling you, I've told you this before, but Tig was so heavy in those first five seasons as far as a beautiful supporting guy on the show that Kurt Sutter was done with Tig. He was done with Tig, but I didn't die. He was I, done with all of us in this. He, he just, well, not so much. You have your, your, your pops. I've got Venus coming up pops. Yeah. Bobby had some pops, but Chibs is out now. He's completely out. Um, he gets bigger in seven. Yeah. It's all Jax. It's all Tara. It's all guest stars. I'm not complaining. I'm just stating the obvious. Yeah, it's the obvious. And Clay was part of that. Clay was part of that. So it's nice to see him. And then we go to Margaret. She shows up to Tara. I was waiting for this, right? Because I wanted to hear them kind of compare their stories, right? Yeah. And she's really good in that scene. She's scared. 
they know about Wendy. They figure out that so now the reveal that Wendy is the one who did this uh, basically blew up this whole, you know, scam or whatever they were doing. And she's scared and she's taking three she's, weeks vacation. She's, yeah. she's going to Sedona. And I just wrote down, that's a beautiful place to have some nice wine. So just you go to fucking Sedona, hide away, cry away, but drink some really nice wine because you deserve it. Yeah, she needs wine. And then there's energy vortexes there. Do you ever go on those? No, but I really cool. They have energy vortexes that you stand on. And apparently they're like this energy. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's like going up and like Star Trek. Beamed up. Um, I don't know. I I think I'm not sure. I feel it. Who knows? Do I think I felt something? Sure. Good. Psychosomatic. I don't know. I feel energy if I'm on the toilet sometimes. I don't know. (laughs) I always feel energy on the toilet. So here's one thing I noticed at this point. The credits have been rolling for two hours. They never stop. They're still going on right now. No, no. They're going on for two days. I shut it off yesterday. They're still going on. The episode's about to end, and they're like, and guest starring. I'm like, how many people are in this show? Everyone got billing. My God. Everyone got billing. Everyone is in the beginning of the show. Yeah. Everyone. Okay. And then we go to Colette and here we go again, because we didn't learn from our first mistake. Let's show the paperwork. They got the paper. (laughs) Fucking paperwork. Look, guys, it's been notarized. Here we go. The notary was here. I'm so happy. Yeah. Good job, writers. Good job. And then Jax is crashing at the new Diosa. Again, you couldn't get a fucking hotel or something. You couldn't go crash at the TM or. And this is this couch. This is the day. This is the day. And you'll remember this, but this is the day that we took one of those motherfucking famous photos. Yep. That's it. I wrote it down. That was the day you. Bobby, Chibs, me, Jax, and Happy were outside knowing, you know what? Boy, we got a few fun days left. This is crashing now. It's crashing. We're all crashing down hard. That's probably the last big photo we took together. I think it might have been. Yeah. We put it up recently on the Patreon. We put it up on the group thing. Oh, good. And then I put the behind the scenes of it before Jax joined. Remember, he came out last. He came out last, so he's got a big smile on his face. Thanks for letting me in, guys. We weren't gonna, but yeah. come on, Charlie. And we were figuring out the light and all that, but that's the last photo. It's us all laughing. And the funny thing is, you know who took it? I think was Katie. Katie took the photo, I think. So go. Fucking Katie. Good for her. Yeah, she wasn't in it. She took it. But here, okay, so let this is good. Let's get into this. Um, yeah. here's here's my problem right away. I'm not yeah. salty. I'm not salty today. I'm definitely not taking Well, you're not salty so far. I'm not taking salty. I'm in the chance of that salty boy. Fuck that salty. Here's my problem. The club shows up and everyone just blurts out the business of what's going on right in front of everyone, right in front of Colette, right in front of, like, oh, hey, the Irish are here. And hey, Clay needs to see. By the way, everybody's around. What? So we're just blurting out business? It just doesn't though. matter anymore. Do you remember we got over that? Should, I, should we have our hoodies on now? Or yeah. no, you shouldn't. And then it just got to a point where it doesn't fucking matter. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't Nobody matter. Cares. Nobody cares. Nobody no. cares. 14 shows left in this epic, successful TV show. We don't give a fuck who listens anymore. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, it drove me mental. I'm like, can you just call him to the side and be like, hey, Jackie boy, 
uh, fucking Irish here. Like, like, do, do you have to tell you in front of, cause even Colette says, uh, Hey guys, use my back room. Like you probably don't want to talk about this stuff in front of me. Let alone everybody else here. Open yeah. walls in that place. So I'm going to tell you something about this scene that you have to remember. Go ahead. Don't ever get us all in a room Ugh. when we have to sit on couches. Ugh. Because I was cutting wood real oh, yeah. fast. You were farting all day long. I was tired. I was beside you, too. I, I, was, I was right there. I was doing this. You and I had to do this a lot. I was literally doing this where I'd look down, my eyes would be closed, and I'd go. Because like got... <laughs> I'm trying so hard to stay awake. It doesn't it's mean someone's... Okay, we're ready to roll. <laughs> okay. And we'd all look around, and Tommy and Boom, we were all doing the same fucking thing because we had no lines. Well, we had one line, maybe one little one. Yeah, I said I'll we'll go follow. Bus. Okay, I'll make that call. Yeah, you put so much grease on those lines too. When it's only one, you just put so much on it because you because you're so tired by the time they get to you because you have one take at the end. So it's like, <laughs> hey, oh, oh, we forgot everybody. No. Not lunch yet. We're going to call Grace because uh, we forgot Tig and Juice have a lot. Oh, hey, guys, can you just get this like right away? We're going to put six cameras on you just and, so we can And we would go, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Hold on. Just give me a – does anybody have adrenaline? Yeah, here we go. Razzling, razzling. I don't know razzling. I don't know razzling. I don't know razzling. Should have done some water world in there in that day. I don't know razzling. I don't know razzling. But I remember between takes, sleeping between the scenes, they'd be like, hey, guys, you guys can go somewhere. We're going we're gonna to do the turn around the cameras. I go, I'm fine right here. We're good right here. Out. Out. And, uh, okay, so here's the thing. He spills the beans on Tara. He tells yeah. everybody. Um, Again, Gemma's off scot-free. Juice says he'll watch her. Uh, cool. Boys go. Now, this is great because when I said I was going to go watch her, I got a few days off because you guys had to No, no, no. You, when you read that in the script, I went. I know that your adrenaline was through the roof at that moment going, yeah. thank the fucking Lord. I don't got to go do I it. I do not have to hang with the jackals for two days where I won't say anything and we're just no. going to be on bikes and shoot some guns. I don't have to do that. I'm going to go Gemma, Gemma Island for a day. You know how lucky I got a lot of times, even last season? Like, do you know I was never at the Borowski Pier? Like, I never did that stuff with you guys? No. I was always on my own island for yeah. a while, the last few seasons. So when you guys were doing all those, like, stunt racing and, like, all that, I was in Eagle Rock hanging out at the dog park. Yeah. Like, I was good. Yeah, so good. Um, the boys go meet with the Irish, tell them about Clay. Um, and this is about the time where I started to get tired. No, so. but but let me take over because you weren't there. So we're gonna show we're gonna show up and see Galen. Now I I wrote down I have never seen so much head bobbing and weaving in actors with no dialogue in my entire life. I I dare you peeps to go back and this is all you're gonna see for ten minutes. It's a lot of head movement. No, it's just, it's just, it never, ever fucking stops. It's like a silent film. It's like a silent film. <laughs> yeah, and Galen and Jax, they go over stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so, are we, so fine. Now, are we in the warehouse now? We are. Great. 
So Billy Gerhardt, I'll never forget this. It's funny how some things you remember and some things you don't. This one I do because we had Bobby, Jax, and Tommy in the front. And Billy said, this is a wonder. So Coatsy, DL, find the camera in between the boys. It's a wonder. So, of course, we did it 32 times because the boys were all together. So we're, we're, we're trying to, right? And then Billy would go, hey, Charlie, you're the, so guys on the, and then Boone would hit something. So he needed to be, the point is, we did it 22 times to get the one take where we're behind the three guys in front and it worked fine. But where it really worked fine is when we stopped all that fucking shit and we went in for some close-ups and we went in for some pops. Yeah, Those were great. All fine. Look good. Lighting's amazing. And we moved Yeah, on. And then like 14 seconds after Galen says, bring it to your table, blah, blah, blah. Happy comes back. He's like, everybody's in. I was like, wow, that was the quickest call. Ever. He, just called, he just called everybody. Everybody was available. You must have the other yeah, table. Yeah. Table? 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 Hey, Irish table. Yep. you good. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're going to go break out play. Go to jail for the rest of your life. Yep. <laughs> oh, you don't even need time to think about it. Okay. Yeah. Just so you know, there's going to be a SWAT team there. No, you're fine. Okay, cool. And everybody was like, he comes back right away. He's like, everyone's in every you're telling me you just called Montez West rat juice. Every, you called everyone who wasn't there. You explained that we were going to bust out clay. You betcha, baby. You betcha. Okay. What's your next question, Theo? You betcha. You know what I call? Horseshit. <laughs> horse poo-poo. I call I horse call. dung. I call horse shit. Okay. So Juice is following Tara. She's at Wendy's. Um, great little scene. One more thing before that. I just got to say how much I still, though, on this show love when all the ponies pull out together, like when all of us got on those bikes, oh, yeah, I love we had that. a big over again, Billy with his camera work, a little bit of a crane and all of us, when we fucking pull out of there and we get to just rifle out of there and we're all in unison by now. We, can we were at the top. We were at the top of, top of our games. We were, yeah. we were like seriously yeah. synchronized swimmers, man. We were so good on those bikes. So that that's always cool. Then. So we're at Wendy's. Yeah, we're at Wendy's. Um, yeah. Tara confronts her, and this is really the beginning of Maggie having one of her best episodes ever, by the way. Um, and she says, I'm not afraid of them anymore. I'm not afraid of them, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, that's basically the problem. Why you guys all let this go down is because you're scared, and I'm not, right? Yeah. And then she comes out, and to show that she's not scared, she runs over the Liberace bike. Wow. You're, yeah. so, you're so shocked, too. You're like, what the Fuck, girl. What's going on here, right? And again, I just got that bike. Uh, but I was actually really happy about it because I didn't like that bike. Right. You got um, to get a new one now. I get to get a new one. That bike was wrecked. That bike got... And, and you know what's funny about... I'm the one who named it the Liberace bike. And I named it the Liberace bike. And hence, I made all the jokes. Everybody made fun of the bike all the time. So I never wanted the bike because it was nonstop about the bike. Meanwhile, I thought it was really cool with the gold flakes, but everybody made fun of it. I'm the one who created the joke, which is so stupid. And then uh, whatever, bike gets wrecked. So we go to meet the Italians. That's your guy, Kakuza. That's what's his name's brother, correct? It's Jeff Wincott. It's Michael Wincott's brother. Jeff yeah. and I we, Jeff and I have worked on a bunch of things together. What about Michael? Huh? You work with Michael? I've never done one show with Michael. 
Maddie Craven used to work with Michael Wincott on, you know, Tom Sizemore back in the day. No, I've never worked with Michael. Michael's fucking great in the doors. Um, yeah. Boy, that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. Is Jeff Canadian? He is. They're both Canadian. Didn't know that. Yeah. What have you guys worked on together? Jeff? Yeah. Uh, there was this, there was a show in Canada. Um, was it called Street Legal? God, it was in the 80s. It was so long ago. Um, mm-hmm. and we did like two or three shows on that. And then we did this really bad movie up in Vancouver together. And then he called me up and said he was up for Sons of Anarchy. And I remember calling Sutter going, just get him. He's oh, fucking that's cool that you did that. Yeah, just get him. And Jeff came on and he played by the rules. And he was so cool to be on the show and didn't have a huge part. But he just hit the mark and played the Italian boy, tough boy. He's got his black belt in karate, too, in real life. So he'll I fucking that. He'll knock you out. Wow, that's awesome. And I, you know what? I've done that a few times. I just actually did it yesterday um, with this project I have coming up where, you know, I'll say, go with that person because yeah. the best yeah. thing, it's the best thing you'll ever do right now that, that, that comes with it a lot, right? Because ultimately you're vouching for someone, right? You're not just vouching for the talent, you're vouching for their behavior, right? In yeah. a way. So if shit goes tits up, you're screwed basically, because they're going to come back and go, Hey, that's the I, person you recommended. I, I, not only is that the truth, but I, Always clarify when someone asks me, a producer calls me and goes, what about so-and-so? I know you've worked with so-and-so. I'm always honest. I'll go, so-and-so is an incredible actor. So-and-so's got a huge heart. But so-and-so. Yeah. Good luck getting your days. Good luck getting your days in. Yeah. Good luck on hide the whiskey in the trailer. Yeah. But good person. Like motherfucker. But yeah. good luck, because I don't want anything coming back on my recommendation that I didn't, you know, you know, go go full on. But mo- I do the same. I do the same thing. But my my tell, my tell, if it was a poker hand, is when I say, uh, I go, oh, they're a, they're interesting. Yeah, and that means don't hire them. Yeah, because I don't want to say anything bad, but I'll go. They're interesting, acquired yeah. taste, you know, like something like that. Or or what I usually do is I'll say incredible actor incredible incredible act like you said good person but i mean you're running and gunning on this one mm, i don't know if you're running and gunning i don't know that's what i'll say like basically if you got 20 something days to shoot this thing or if you're going to be with this person for x amount of years just i've been i've been lucky in my career which is you know uh, uh, older than your career because I'm so much older. Mm-hmm. Or I've really only worked with a couple of real assholes, really truly, like a couple times, not not that many. Yeah, me too. One guy, one guy was so bad. Uh, one, it doesn't matter who, but it was such a long time ago, like mid to early nineties. I've heard that that person now has changed it all up, gone to Africa, yeah, done some know. this beautiful yeah. things around and so i'm just always going well there 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 you go because i haven't seen that person in like 15 20 years so if he has turned it around and a better human being good for him or her or whoever it is yeah i haven't worked with many uh bad behavior actors i've worked with right. many bad behavior first ad's and producers ah wow wow like many you know ones that are alarmingly distinct in my mind you wow. know what i mean but but actor wise no, the only, you know, the only time I, I would say, and again, I won't say names either, is I've had things where 
people have done like nefarious things behind behind the back that but again remember producers are telling you that where they'd be like yeah this person doesn't want this and i'm like oh really and they'd be like yeah and i was like oh but they're really nice to me when I see them or they really see them. And, and then you think, is it the producers starting shit up or, you know, again, but I've been very fortunate. And also like you and I, we keep to ourselves. We're kind of like, we come in. And also I think that people after like you and I have earned such a respect thing. That no doubt about it, bro. They don't really want to fuck off when we come in, you know? Um, no doubt about it. But yeah, so point is that I love Wincott. I think he's fantastic. Um, so somebody's, uh, so this whole thing, I kind of saw it coming. I didn't know what was going to happen when those guns came out, but I was like, somebody's getting shot. Somebody's getting shot. Yeah, this, are- this is the exact scene that I was talking about with the head bobbing and me, me and Tommy laughing. We couldn't, we couldn't keep it together in here. It was oh, just really? so... Yeah, it got so technical with the guns coming out and here's Jeff doing a great job. And then Galen comes in and Charlie, there's no lines for any of that. We're just in the back, just bobbing our head. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They were really firing those guns. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Real blanks. You know, we we and we never, you know, we, we never had earplugs in. Maybe the guys who actually shot them did. Yeah. But we'd all, you know, we'd all go like this because it's going to get fucking loud. Wow. Yeah. And then so then we go back to TM. Unser updates Gemma and Nero on what Tara's up to, what's going on, Wendy's in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And this is about to start a relationship that kind of goes on for a minute, which is Unser and Nero, which is a great relationship to watch. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, Tara is at the safe for the gun and then Gemma shows up and here we go. Right. This is one. I didn't know what was going to happen. Cause I yeah, didn't but again, again, you know, Oh, I didn't know you're going to be here. It's my house. The fuck do you think I'd be? It's my fucking house. Yeah. You didn't think Before I, I live with Jack. Did you what assume I might be here? I didn't know. You, oh, your car was here, but I didn't know you're going to be here. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get those kinds of lines. I never will. But nonetheless, Here's the girl. She walks in. Uh, mummy moved away or mummy passed away. Oh, boy. Yeah, but there's the threat. You're either going to leave or I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, sure. Okay. You're going to kill me? Like you specifically? What, yeah, what do you do with that? Like as an actor, do you actually feel in your head go, we've come to this? This is where we've come seven years, six years on this show, the love, the hate, the this, the that she's turned into Gemma. Really? In fact, she's turned into Gemma where Katie or Maggie feels she can be better than Gemma can. That's where we are now. It's kind of a sad spot. Yeah. Well, and and that's why the best line ever is coming up soon. So, okay. So yeah. And I can't wait to get to it is because it's, I mean, and I'll tell you why, because Megan was watching the last half hour with me. Um, Can I say okay. one, Theo, that uh, did you notice how when Gemma walked away, Tara needed support from the wall pole to yeah. actually sit down. She was so fucked up inside from what just happened. She lit. I don't know if that was her choice. Billy's Mag- choice. Maggie's, Maggie's outrageous in this episode. She's outrageous in every episode. She's truly outrageous in this because she has so much going on physically and in her eyes. Like so much is being played in those two spots. Her emotions and in here. 
it's an acting dream. I mean, she's got it all going on. So Jackson, the boys talk, he calls Patterson. So this was the first time I realized that all the boys know about Patterson and he's with her. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, So everybody knows. And he basically is saying like, this is what's going on with Galen. And I guess everybody's cool with it. I guess. Yes. He, he, he's at, you're talking about Jack's talking to yeah. CTH. Yeah. Yeah. Jax is going, oh, and by the way, you know, you're going to need like a lot of manpower. Like you might want to get, you know, the fourth brigade. Yeah. From get the aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need it all. Yeah. CTH is going, oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. Right. That seems, that sounds dangerous. Um, so, and then uh, all of a sudden, Lynn's whole crew is on their tail, right? Boom. Here we go. And, you know, this is that part of Sons that we love, right? Here we go is the music. And the, let's see how many people we can try to not die on motorcycles today. That was a great second unit day, actually. We were in Sunland. Did you do any? Yeah. How much did you do? And was there stunt doubles? Um, I know that they had a couple for Charlie and Boone or Charlie and, and Chibs are at the front, but I, I did, I didn't have major worry really. Me and DL were fine. Booney was fine, but Charlie gets, gets replaced because he's at the top of the pack and has to really go around a car. Huh? And he had to go through the fence. And, oh, you know, that's coming up. That was, that was great. So, so you remember, so yeah, I would say, that's sorry, Theo. But that that stunt guy, Jack, stunt when he went through that chain link, chain link, that was a highlight. He got a standing ovation from all of us. We all just got off our bikes and went, I did you guys fuck like he went right through that fucking thing. Um Nick beautiful. Cage said recently, I guess he was um referencing everything that went down in New Mexico uh, yeah. with that film. That thing that everybody has been talking about. Yeah. And uh uh, what in rust that whole yeah, thing yeah yeah and nick cage said he doesn't love the term but if you're going to be a movie star you better be a stunt person and if you're going to be a stunt person you better be a movie star which means you better fucking know every single thing about guns which you and i always talk about you better oh. know everything about your stunts you better know everything safety first right what we always talk oh. about and if you're a stunt person you better know everything you better try your best to know everything about acting and being Correct. you know doing Correct. whatever and it's really true, right? Because it goes hand in hand. The best stunt people are also actually really fucking great actors and they know they know exactly how to do it and what they're doing. And when you're in that movie star mode, when you're in the number one, you know, you and I have been there when you're in that top position, you, even if you're not, you better fucking know what you're doing fighting wise, stage combat, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely on the safety with the weapons. I mean, I remember I was on something recently and there was a guy behind me with a gun. And he was pointing at me the whole time. And I said, hey, bud. And he's like, it's not, it's only blanks. I said, hey, bud, first of all, you don't do that in, in real life, right? Second of all, I don't fucking care. Don't point the gun at my head. You know, we're walking together. We're on the same team. Point your gun at the ground. Yeah, but again, yeah. these are things that people just, so I, I remember like when I see those stunts of like going through the fence and stuff like that, like, man, it's just so incredible. It really is. Stuntmen are. It's amazing on that big bike too. And I think it could happen. He could go, you could throw that bike through a fence, right? That's not unrealistic. 
No, no, you can go right through that fence, but it's in how does that fence then come down on you? Or how does that that bike get caught up on something where a bar comes and takes the back of your head off? Mm. Like you can get you can get cut by a bar coming across your face. So much shit can go down that those stunt guys and we had the best team in the in the business back then. Like season four through seven, we got major kudos and money for stunts, and this was one of them where they practiced and practiced. How much you know tension do you have on that chain link fence that it shows like it's real? And it just doesn't fall over that you're going to go through it. And mm-hmm. how fast are you going to go? They practiced all that ad nauseum before we did it that day. We did it in one take. And then before, you know, everything goes down there, we cut to that Nero and Unser scene. Um, yep. First of all, again, I love how Dayton never went to makeup. If you notice, he's shinier. It looks like somebody sprayed Windex on his face. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm good. They'd be like, hey, uh, Dayton, make up five minutes. Ah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you don't. You don't want to go to makeup? Just look at this face. I'm good. <laughs> There's nothing they can do here. This is this is as good as it gets, guys. This is as good um, as it's gonna get. This is it. So he would he would literally not go to makeup. People don't realize most of those clothes, I think, were his own. And he would just roll in and uh and he <laughs> and was deliver Oscar winning performances every fucking yeah, time. every time. Cantankerous motherfucker. Him and narrow. Come on. How great was that? He and he doesn't want to talk to him. He doesn't want anything to do with him. And what Megan said when watching this, and I thought it was great. uh, It's right after Jimmy said, Nero said, hey, I've been stabbed. I've been cut. I've been this. I've been that mono. You know, he's doing that thing. And Megan said, Jimmy fucking transformed for this role. Like she's like, I hate using that word because she knows that it drives me nuts when people say it. Because they'll be like, look at this person transformed. And they have like their hair grown like an extra inch. And I'm like, that's not transforming. That's a wig. Um, but but so she knows that it irks me when when she says that. She goes, but honestly, he transformed to this. I was like, no, he did. He transformed for this role. Like, like he, the mannerisms, the way he moves, the way like, that's so far from who Jimmy is. And it's fucking incredible. And like all the tattoos and the scars and the man. And he's just so good there. He's just so good. So good. And again, you're only as fucking good as your dance partner. And when you put those two different type of personalities in a car together, you get magic. It's why the Tig and Juice stuff works so well. It's why the Nero and Unsa stuff works. You take two polar opposites and put them together. Yeah, that's good entertainment. The odd yeah. couple, and you, and you sprinkle in some really good writing, and they don't want to even be there with each other in a oh. car. Fuck off. Fuck Watch it. it. Watch it over and over, over and over. So now the crew is pinned down, and uh, they demand Lynn's crew demands that they get the gun control. So another yeah, gotta bring something up. <laughs> got to bring something up in here where our our new head guy, Lynn's yeah. uncle or dad or brother or whoever He's that in a million things. Million things. Great actor. He goes, I relax because I could have killed you six times already. And I wrote down, why six? Why not five? Why not seven? Why not four? Like, I, I just wanted to stop right there and go, hang on a sec. Hang on. Why six? Bigger than one hand. Like, like because it's more than one hand. Like, like yeah. but was it when you were driving on the, on the, on the freeway in Sunland? You could have killed you there. Could have killed. Is that? But why six? Anyway, let's fucking move right through that. Just- let's move right through that. But he was going to kill you six times. He did not. Um, they want the guns. 
fine. Jax is in another, as they say, pickle jar. The pickle jar is out. He's inside of it. Nobody got rid of the juice. He's in. No, he's in it. Juice, the jar. He's all of it. Just haven't screwed the lid on yet, but he's in it. But the juice in the jar. He's he's trying to get to the top. (laughs) (laughs) And hitting the head with pickles. Jackie boy. You're in the jar, Jackie boy. Don't worry. We'll get you out of that jar, Jackie boy. Jackie boy. Handsome Jack. In the pickle jar. We'll get you out, Jack. That handsome Jack thing drove me nuts, by the way. Um, Okay. Drove me nuts. Every time he said it, it drove me nuts. Um, Okay. So Tara's at the hospital. She sees. Hang on. Hang on. DL gets hauled away. Oh. Now, DL, DL was told by Billy, you can say or do whatever you want when they're pulling you to the van. And let me tell you, you weren't there. We did shit where DL turned into fucking Hamlet himself. We did shit where he turned into James Dean himself. Until finally, Billy Weedle, 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 Weedled it down to what you see that's on the screen. It's just like he's pissed off. You guys are all going to die in this van. And fuck, was he in it? He was so tense. God, we laughed. We laugh. He's so specific, and he has such an amazing scene coming later, which we'll talk yeah, about. Um, yeah. But it's so it's so good that they took him. I thought they were going to take you. Yeah, I for sure. Take Tig, um, because I don't know why it just seemed like the right. If this story, if I had to guess where the story was going, I was like, oh, they're going to take Tig, and yeah. then it's going to be you know weird or something. But they take Happy. Um, now we go to the hospital. Tara sees Juice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing at this point. I didn't know what was happening. Um, I probably could have played that scene completely different, but whatever. He, when she says what she says to him, he, I didn't notice this until I watched it. He wants her to find him with Colette. He says, oh, I'll tell you exactly where he is. He's at oh the my end. God, that's so true. He wants her. He's like, oh, you're going to run over my bike. Oh, and by the way, you just told me to fuck. Oh, off. no, that's so true. And, and you actually stepped closer to her when yeah. you were giving her that number. Yeah. Like, no, hang on a second. I know exactly where oh, everyone. You want to know where he is? Here's yeah. where he is. And when you walk in, guess what you're about to see? No, fucking A. Fucking A. You know that. How about this? I don't even think I knew that when I was playing it. Maybe not. Maybe but guess not. what? It's fucking funny and good. And it it's kind of made me sad a little bit, though, because you know what? Juice was always a fan of everybody. Not anymore. Everybody. He was a huge fan of Tara. Always big fan on the show. And now, man. He's, all a, he's just rotten. He's, he's been ruined. Yeah, he's I think been so. so. Wendy's a mess. Um, we cut to Wendy. She's a mess. Um, she was banging that heroin. She's all fucked up. Uh, oh, and I'm going, she's coughing like a mofo. I mean, there's no COVID watch on that day. No. She was coughing and hacking and spewing. How about them? That, how about that life again? Wow. Yeah. She okay. was a mess. Um, and then Gemma goes to see Clay. Yeah. Great little scene, by the way. Um, Ron at his best, as always. Um, so everything. everything. And then did he say at the end of the scene? Huh? Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah. Basically, when we both die, we'll, uh, we'll run through the rainbow fields together. 
And she almost smiled too, didn't she? She almost mm-hmm. smiled. It's a nice moment. I even think that it's a, nice, it's a nice moment, regardless of what was going on. It was a good moment. It's a really nice moment. I couldn't agree more. And it comes back later when she's watching the whole thing go down. That's about yep. to come up. Um, yep. So the boys are at the Osa. Everybody's going to unwind. Everybody's grabbing, you know, their little afternoon delight coming up. Yeah. Their friend. Everybody's grabbing their friend and going to go to relax for a minute. And then um, Gemma shows up to Wendy's, right? And basically says, I'm going to take her to rehab. She's, you know, the one that tears your boobs off, whatever that is, right? Yeah, she's taking her to a rehab where you either rehab. Or you're dead. Or like you're this dead. is the last rehab you're ever going to be in. Because it's going to be right. my rehab. And that's what this she is did. when she disappears for a while. Correct. Yeah, Dre disappears for a long time. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And then, so here it is. This is, uh, this is what I wanted to talk about. So Tara shows up at Dio's. Yeah. Um, Tara walks upstairs of that beautiful house that we were in, which was yeah. Pasadena, I believe, right? So, no, it was actually South LA. It was in that. Oh, it was in South LA. It's a great house. Yeah. Beautiful, old fucking house, yeah. man. We love Beautiful it. staircase and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, walks up, starts beating Colette down. We get that funny moment. And I'm really curious how who came up with the boxers for Tick. Well, there you go. So, you know, uh, Kelly Jones gives me a call <clears throat> and she goes, all right, you can't be naked. So you have to have something on. Do you want to do boxers? Do you want to do tidy tighties? Do you want to do down to your knees? And I go, well, how about you show me what you got? <laughs> so I go in, Billy Gerhardt goes, Coatsy, it's up to you. So I tried on about four or five and there was only one pair they were a little tight, but they had these little skulls on them and they were red and black out, out of a, a, a cartoon box to me, really. And I tried them on and I said, let's just wear these. And they were silk. And they were silk and they felt good. And my fat fucking stomach came blitzing in and I, I made it short. <laughs> I don't know if it read or not. It doesn't really fucking matter. But I made a choice of trying to struggle with my shirt. I was trying to get my shirt on, showing everyone I'm a mess. I'm just, I just want to help Jax out. The punching's going on. He's fully naked. Oh, yeah. But did he have the, did he have the, the sock on? He did. Yeah. I was there all day. He had that sock on. And, and you know, Kimmy had a beautiful stunt double who did all her naked stuff. That's a stunt double. That's not her. Oh, that's not her. No. Hmm. So all this stuff when she's on top of them. That was a bloody double. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. She got tossed off that bed by Charlie and she flew herself into the chair. And that that wasn't Kimmy at all. So the same person that's naked on top of Charlie gets tossed. Correct. So stun double is doing double duty. Correct. Literally. Yeah. Literally. She got to be with Jackson in the sock, have a wig on. And get tossed, never show her face. As you just said, good stunt people know when to show the face. It's called yeah. never. never. And she flew on that ground and she had no knee pads, no nothing. And Charlie jumped on her and then fucking, you know, Maggie jumps in there. And Charlie's yeah. doing that whole scene new. He did. Yeah, that's like Easton Promises stuff. I've always oh, wondered about that. You couldn't really show anything, really. 
I've been nude in so many things, but you know, obviously on our show, you couldn't show, you know, full frontal. I've been nude in a bunch of stuff. And I was thinking about this recently. I'm, I don't care if, you know, the movie at Sundance coming up, I'm nude in too. Like that comes on Monday, but like my whole thing is like, are you nude in that one too? I am. Yeah. I'm nude in everything. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've seen you nude, so I don't, I don't need to see you nude anymore. No, I'm always nude. You're, you're but, fine. Nude. But like on the full frontal thing, my thing is this, like, I always say, is it, is it necessary? Like, what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing this for? Like, let's get there. What, what's the point? And if you can tell me the point, cause it's, it gets to the realistic of it. Sure. But if you could tell me, well, we're just doing it. Then I go, well, that's stupid. Right. We don't need to. Nobody does that in life. Right. That is so true. Like I just, I just did a movie donkey head. It's just out now on Netflix. Yeah. 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 Can't wait. And Agam Darcy, she wrote it. She directed it. And we have, we have a scene where we have a, a nude scene where we're making out in bed. And I remember going to her. So how are we going to play this? How are we going to show big Willie? What do, what do we, what do we, what do we after here? And she goes, the only thing that really, really upsets me in movies forget about tv because there's regulations but this is a we say we say f-u-c-k in this hearing it's a comedy it's a drama it's a fucking movie so she said the only thing that i really don't like is when people are making love and they get out of bed and they got their bra on or they got their shorts on because you just you wouldn't so we did it without anything on and i'm telling you bro the way they edited it and the way they put it together it never became gratuitous. It never became over the top anything. We use the craziness of the funniness of the making love. And it ends kind of sad at the end of the scene. And in the meantime, I'm putting shorts on and a shirt on. And she's, but it all makes sense because we start off naked and you can yeah. tell naked without getting over the top naked. Yeah. And know? that's the thing. Again, like I said, like I'll always look at it and go, does it make sense? Love it. Is it real? If it's not real, and that goes, it's not just for nudity, that goes for anything. If I'm saying a line, I'll be like, why, why, why am I doing this? Right. The old me would have been like, oh yeah, sure, whatever you need. Oh, but that's that, like, that's the kind of actor you've turned into. And that's yeah. Called. Okay. So here, here it is. Um, this is to me the best line, one of the realest lines that's ever been said in this show. It sums up everything. And even Megan said it. Megan said, all these years later, I still remember how I felt when she said this. And she says, look what you did to me. Yeah. It yeah. fucking breaks my heart now hearing. Yeah. Look what you did to me. I could tear up right now if I think. Me about too. It. Think about this. She left Chicago or whatever it was because this guy was like, going right to kill here. her. It's right, right here. It's like, it's right there. It's like. Look what you did to me. Look what you did to me. I was, she's a fucking surgeon who busted her ass her whole life. She had to run from a place to come back to a place she probably didn't want to be. She sees a guy who she dated when she was young, who she probably knew she shouldn't be with it because she's a fucking, she's, she's really done something with her life. And look what he did to her. Probably, I got to tell you, find me a more tragic character on fucking television. Not, I'm not saying someone who's been tortured. Someone I'm talking about what tragedy, tragic, tragic, tragic. Shakespeare couldn't have wrote it better, more tragic than her. And I fell for her in that scene. Look what you did to me. Look what I've become. Look at this. And he registered it and he should feel 
horrific that character for what he did to her. Because it's all his fault, and it's his mom's fault, and it's the club's fault, and it's everybody else. And if he had half a brain, he would say, take these kids and get the fuck out of here. I don't know what I'm doing. And, and, and this is why, little brother, we're talking about it. This is why two years in, there's freaking gazillion people around the world listening to us talk about it. Yeah. Because it's worthy of discussion. It's worthy of the writing that Sutter and his team did to piss us off, to make us think about why, 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 to have Charlie have to play these beats, Juice play those beats, the Silver Fox, who's really naked now, and the way Ronnie played them is so forlorn and lost. And when he says to Gemma, I'll see you on the other side, it's all coming to a tragic, tragic end, and we can't stop this train. And it's amazing. And he's the enemy. So we cut to Jax with the boys. He's the enemy. He's walking with them. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Tara's in her car and she looks at her phone. She has no one to call. She's can I just, alone. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. She, she has no one to call. She's alone. No. There's no one. And I was thinking the only person she could logically call in my head, I was thinking was Unser. Like, that's probably someone she could talk to. But even then. No, but he remember, he said a couple of shows ago, I'm, I'm done with you. Yeah. He said, I'm done with you. And he said, he said, so she's really got no one. Nobody. Margaret's drinking wine on the Riviera in Sedona. She's out. Everyone's out. Wendy's a junkie. There's no one. There's no one. And her boys are too young to really understand what the fuck's going on. What a tragedy this turns into. Tragedy. So then, and now Gemma's, uh, you know, taking care of Wendy. Okay, well, hang on. And and this is, again, the music and the montage. And there was some really great editing in the montage for the words. The guy who's singing, oh, darling, darling, what have I done? It would pop to Jax. It actually would pop to his face. What have I done? Jax Walkman's two boys at the hospital. Tara with the gun and the phone in a car. Wendy fucked up. Gemma at her side. And then another word, that boy has lost his way. Unser and Nero having a joint. And he yeah. says no, because he's a former. Anyway, beautiful montage, bro. Yeah, Jack's fixing JT's bike, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, Tara goes to Patterson's and says she wants to deal. And you want to really twist the knife in the heartbreak? She says, I can't do anything for you. I forgot that. Me too. I thought they were going to sit down going, hang on. Yeah. Tape what, you got? Who, 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 what, do you, what can I do? What's going on? Give me it. She goes, no, no, it's too late for that. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine water, water fountains, the coolers? Yeah, the coolers. Uh, talking the next like what, what, what are they talking about after this show? The chat rooms. Because what does she say when she leaves? She goes, you can't help me. Nobody can help No. <gasps> Oh, it's fucking tragic. It's so oh. tragic. It's so fucking tragic. And so walks out of the office. It's so sad. We still have three episodes till it all goes down. So I'm I'm so curious because I don't really know anything. Like I, I know what happens. But yeah, I mean, fuck, Maggie killed it. Literally. Um, on this show. And Literally. I just, literally. I just don't like the Jax character. 
at all. And I don't, I don't like the JAMA character. And they're the leads. And I don't like them. And, <clears throat> you know, the show is really, it really is. This show, you know, we're getting towards the end. Is so wildly different from the beginning. It's like different shows. And they're all great. But they're just different. They're all so different. Like, you know, there's the fun version. There's the kind of building version. There's the, there's the really dark and tragic version. And it is. It's like a Shakespearean play. There's so much going on. So, yeah, it's a good episode, I guess. It's a setup episode, but there was spots in it that were just killer good. Killer good? Yeah, the, the Jax character. I mean, you know, I think this is what makes great TV in that we all had hopes in that first or second season that Jax would turn the club into, you know, we're all just going to be mechanics. We're all going to drink beer. We're going to go out on a Friday night and we're going to try and get, you know, lucky. Seriously, that's what we're going to. Well, no, it didn't go that way. And from circumstance and lies and lies from Gemma Teller, lies and cheating and fucking lies. And then the clay thing and the Hamlet thing, it all starts coming out and Opie dying and it should have been Tig. Oh God. It just gets piled on the shit that happened. Yeah. And so many people are gone. So it is, it's, I mean, this whole thing has been an incredible trip down memory lane and uh, I'm not big on rehashing the past, but it's also nice to kind of look at this work and look at the show and it's nice. It's nice to see everybody's acting. I think it's super helpful. It's also, uh, it's nice. What a different time. I don't really, you know, again, like you, me and you don't really watch anything. Um, so well, it's, and, and that's true. And I got to tell you, you know, I ran into the two, the two leads of Scrubs, right? Yeah. They're talking about their, their podcast and they, 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 they have like 280 shows to review, but the boys were saying, it's just so great to kind of go back and rehash what we did of that. Because it's a blur. It's a blur it's when you're blur. in it. It's a blur, bro. It's a fucking blur. And, and what's what's funny about life, I guess we'll end like this. Funny about life, when you're in it, it's all consuming. Like you feel like it's the only thing and it's all consuming. And then here we are, uh, six, seven, eight years removed or whatever it is. And I fucking barely remember the moments. But at the <laughs> moment, it was get, everything. And guess what? You and I could not have done this in 2017. It was too close to the end of the show. No. We could only do it six years later. Yeah. It's been in the past. We've I've done a million movies. You've done yeah. one, point two yeah. million. And we've got, and you got kids and everything's yeah. changed. So now let's go back. And what was that Sons of Anarchy show, bro? And we were, we were two of the leads on that show. And to be able to bring people on our show to talk about their, which we're doing and have done and will do. Yeah. It's kind of cool, man. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So lots of stuff coming up. Uh, I can't wait to finish these last three and then we get into the final chapter. So, Hey bud. Someone's coming on. So excited. Coming up. Coming up. I got to get my shit. Yeah. I love you. All right. I love you. Look at my backdrop. Look at your backdrop. Look at your toque. I don't got one. I don't have one. We're going to toot. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. 
Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay. Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up, go follow them, go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.